Welcome to Full Potential, Thriving with Neurodiversities. I'm your host, Sarah Intonato. This podcast teaches parents of children with neurodiversities, such as autism, ADHD, learning disabilities, and beyond, to support their kids in reaching their full potential so that they can thrive instead of letting stereotypes define them. My mission is to end suffering amongst these parents by giving them the tools to heal themselves, which in turn empowers them to be bold, confident advocates for their children. By addressing a variety of topics, such as well-being, advocacy, and spirituality, these parents stop being the victims of a broken system and instead succeed in providing their unique children with exactly what they need to thrive and share their gifts with the world. One by one, these families now change the world through their uniqueness instead of being victimized by it. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey there, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast episode, which is on one of my all-time favorite topics. And that is the topic of how creating a safe, peaceful, calm energy in your home actually influences your child's behavior across all settings. Yes, even when they're not at home, when they're in school, when they're out in public, etc. This is something that I'm incredibly passionate about because neurodiverse and disabled children often are more energetically sensitive. They have more social anxiety. Sometimes they feel more nervous about going to new places and different environments they're not familiar with um, or environments that they're familiar with but could have a lot of stimulus, be a little overwhelming in certain ways. And unfortunately, many parents assume their child can't handle new places, can't handle different types of stimulus, even stimulus that you might find fun. And as a result, they're often afraid to even try taking their child there, which I totally understand. Nobody wants to have a meltdown in public. It's not fun. And especially if a parent's not supporting themselves, they won't have the confidence to handle that if it comes up. I've also seen some really good parents who are willing to take the risk and put their child into new and different settings, do so, but still need a lot of support for their child. So I was at a surf therapy event recently. And there was a sweet boy there who was really timid to go in the water. Ultimately, he did. He surfed. He had a great time. And on the beach, after he had already done the hard part, he insisted on playing games on his iPad there. Um, He couldn't handle the feel of the sand very well. His nervous system was kind of overloaded by the newness of the environment. And this is not good or bad. It's just what his body was processing. And When it came time to give him his trophy for participating in this amazing day, um, the applause was too overwhelming for him. So everyone snapped instead really gently so that he wouldn't be put off by the experience. And, you know, I remarked to a friend later in the day, you know, it's so interesting how some kids can go to these new types of environments and adapt so easily. 
and other kids can't. And there are so many factors that go into why a child can or can't adapt easily. I'm not going to say it's just one. There can be so many and they can be so different from one individual to the next. But her response was really interesting. And she said, you know, I wonder what the energy is like in his home. I said, but we weren't at his home. We were at the beach. And she said, I know. But think about it. If home doesn't feel safe for him, if there's a lot of tension, for example, if there's a lot of stress or it's loud or it doesn't feel calming, it's going to be harder for him to put himself out on a limb in a new situation because he knows he doesn't have that safe, energetic place to return to. And I really allowed myself to be with that for a long time because think about it. I don't know about you, but home is my safe place. And at the end of the day, I can't wait to come home and kick off my shoes, put on some fuzzy socks, maybe my slippers, and cook something that smells good for my family and take a hot shower. And the energy is calm. We don't even have a TV in our family room. So like, it's quiet. There's music, there's joy, there's laughter. Not that we don't have any problems, we do. But we manage them in that environment of calm, peace, tranquility. As a result, I'm always confident that I can put my child in situations that might make him nervous or uncomfortable and also amazing confidence-building situations because he can return home to his safe place. So this episode is going to be so full of information that can help you support your child at home so that he or she can go enrich themselves out in the world, try things that they want to try, but they're also afraid to try. Build their confidence, knowing someone's going to catch them if they fall. They can always return to their safe place if it becomes too much. So You might seem like, oh, how am I going to do this? You know, creating the right home environment sounds like a lot of work. Really? It just starts with you and your energy. Start with that. Manage that. Care for yourself so that you're not overwhelmed. Care for yourself so you're not freaking out over everything that's happening that may not be perfect. Calm your nervous system. That's where you start. And if you don't know how to do that, send me an email, sarah at sarahintonanto.com. Get yourself supported. But let's get more specific. I've had many clients over the years come home and say the opposite, that their kid does amazing in school or out in public, and then they come home and unload. This is actually a sign of intelligence. I've had many teachers talk about this with me and with other families that I know, it's a sign that your child knows they are supported and they are loved and that they can go to school and, you know, turn it on, but then they can come home and know that they will be supported fully as themselves. And so they kind of let go in a way that sometimes is great and sometimes feels like a lot. Just know it's a sign of intelligence. They know you're there for them. They know they're loved. That's fantastic. They know you're making it safe for them there to be themselves. However, relationship development intervention is the key here. Boundaries, limits, 
recognizing your child's triggers and helping them to recognize them too so that they're contributing to that safe environment at home. They're contributing to that peace and calm energy at home instead of trashing the peaceful energy you've worked so hard to create. And again, this might be something that sounds great to you, but is totally unfamiliar. How do I do that? How do I recognize this? And I'm going to give you the example of one of my clients. She very diligently manages her own energy, does her inner work, very diligently creates a positive home environment that is supportive, but also peaceful. And she noticed that one of her children was coming home every day. And when she asked, oh, hey, honey, how was your day in school? Her child would get triggered and freak out, crying, screaming, unloading, going into a lot of negative self-talk. And we changed that very simply. When her child came home, instead of saying, hey, honey, how was your day? She said, oh, hi, honey, I'm so happy to see you and gave her a hug. She chose not to engage the drama. Once she saw that drama pattern unfolding, we identified it and we made a choice to not engage. Doesn't mean her child couldn't go outside and stomp and cry and kick things outside and have her moment if she needed to, she could. But her mom was not inviting it or participating in it. So look at these things in your life, in your home that are causing drama and ask yourself, am I adding to the drama when I'm really trying to help? And see how you could change that by making a simple switch like my client did. Recognize the trigger, change it. Or allow your child to recognize the trigger and be the one to change it depending on their age and their abilities. Remember, a neurodiverse brain often, not always, often though, responds to the acronym NICE. Novelty, interest, challenge, and extreme urgency. So if your child's coming home and unloading every day and it's creating tension in the home, think of something that adds novelty that could disrupt that pattern. Answer the door wearing a crazy hat. I know it sounds so stupid, but the novelty of that will shift your child's brain and disrupt the pattern. Throw in a challenge. Hey, I bet you can't get your homework done before your sister gets home. Change the pattern. Change the expectation. Personal interest. If your child loves, say, dancing. My kids love dancing. So do I. Like, oh, hey, you know, before we sit down and do homework, let's move our bodies. Put on your favorite YouTube dance video and all of you do the moves together. Disrupt the energy. These things seem so small, but so potent in the way the home energy is managed. And by managing the energy in the home, not allowing your child to unload, you're actually setting them up for a better evening, a better day tomorrow, whether you know it or not. Here's why. A neurodiverse brain often does not produce a typical amount of dopamine. 
and will often use up tomorrow's dopamine today, leaving them wired for challenge the next morning. So instead, how can we provide those pattern interrupts so that they can function for the rest of the day in a way where they're not using up tomorrow's dopamine just to get through the urgency they're creating and the drama they're creating, but instead in a way that feels steady so that when they go to sleep at night, they sleep well. When they wake up in the morning, they have clarity and they can focus in a way that's better than they would if they were down on the dopamine. So it might seem like it's just nice, you know, to have a home that's calm and peaceful, but you're actually setting your child up for success. And I also want to acknowledge that you might be thinking, this sounds really good, Sarah, but I am the mom who yells every day and I don't know how to change that. I'm so stressed. I feel like it's killing me. I don't know how to be the mom who creates a peaceful house. If that's you, please do not feel ashamed. Click the link in the show notes. Jump in for a roadmap session. We'll find out what the problem is together. We'll solve it together. You don't have to go through this alone. In fact, I'm going to encourage you not to go through this alone because guess what? What you've been doing so far alone hasn't worked. If it were, you wouldn't be looking for solutions on this podcast. What do you hope to gain by waiting longer and expecting things to resolve on their own? Instead, where will you be one year from now if you conserve your energy, put these fires out, and create a peaceful, calm environment in your home today? Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Take care. If today's show resonated with you, please leave a review through your favorite podcast provider as it's an important step in allowing new listeners to find us when they need to hear this message in their own lives. 